Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for, and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I, of course, cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners, and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions, because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. And welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara. Uh, we are talking, uh, we're, we have our final installment of, uh, of our planning through the ages segment here. Uh, we're going to focus on a 65-year-old. And this time around, we, you know, as, uh, as you know uh, from out there listening, we're talking about what assumptions go into the plan and, and you know, uh, and what what assumptions are correct, what are conservative, and, and you know, uh, speaking around, I think I think we're, the answer we're trying to solve for here is is um, trying to make sure that everyone gets the right set of assumptions for them, right? Obviously, uh, as planners, we have our own biases and we want to be conservative. Although you, as uh, you as clients uh, and people who are maybe planning your own retirements, uh, you may have your own set, of, you know, a different set of biases. So we just want to make sure that we have everyone on the same page. Uh, this uh, this half hour and maybe into the next half hour, we're going to actually go through a, a hypothetical retirement. And we're going to make some changes to some of the assumptions that we've uh, that we've discussed already. We'll talk about inflation, and we'll and we'll run some sort of real world scenarios, and uh, and take a look at the ramifications of what happens when you when you do change these. And you know, if we let's 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 start off with our conservative set of assumptions, and then we can run through and and uh, and we can you know get more aggressive and see what the results are. That work for you? 
Sure. We got we to gotta get to the success rate here. So we got to do whatever is necessary. So let's figure out what we have to do here. All right. Any questions on this or anything else? As I mentioned, I, uh, you know, the real me is, uh, is coaching soccer at the moment. So this is a pre-recorded show. But if you do have questions, shoot us an email. Questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. All right. So I'm going to go through um, our, uh, our hypothetical scenario here and i just wanted to set a baseline for everybody so i know we've done this a bunch in the past couple of shows um but oh you know have to bear with us while we go through our our assumptions here again and again we'll 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 talk we've we've already gone through most of them but we will talk uh in a little detail as we go through so uh you know first up inflation again i I did mention we we did use it we do use a three percent inflation rate as our standard and then we adjust from there based on uh you know sort of client preference if they have one uh, so I will use a 3% uh, to start here. Uh, our clients at the moment, what I'm going to use um, is uh, we have, let's see, hang on a second. I'm going to jump back up here. Uh, I want to get our exact birth dates. All right. So we have, uh, we have Joe and Jane 65. And uh, let's see, Joe was born in January 1st, 1957, which makes him 64, coming up on 65 next year. And then Jane will have her be uh, a year younger. She is uh, January 1st, 1958. So she's 63, will be 65 uh, in the, at the beginning of 2023. All right. So that's our, uh, those are our folks. We're in, and we're going to, we're going to come up and we're going to start with a retirement at age 65. And uh, that'll be our baseline plan. And again, we'll make some adjustments from there. Um, some other assumptions that we're going to use here. So again, I did 65. Uh, we'll use our baseline. What do you want to use for a baseline life expectancy? You want to be conservative and use a 95? Yeah, let's use 90. Want to just use 90 and see? What do you, I don't care. We're well, going to so, change well, it anyway, I, right? I think, I think what, we'd like, what I'd like to do is probably I'll, I'll you know, as we, as we put this in, I will model the you know, sort of the, the conservative assumptions that we are going to use. Right. So I'll, I'll think I'll, right. I think I'll, I'll start as a, a baseline as conservative. And then from there we can make some adjustments. So I'll we use get, We get braver if we need to, is what you're saying, my son. Yeah. yeah okay. I can do that. And again, right. when, you know, when you are planning, um, we, generally speaking, you know, we have we have them both dying at age 95. That's probably fairly unrealistic, but the age that one of them uh, lives to 95 is not, terribly unrealistic right there might be like a one in ten shot that one of them makes it to 95 if they're 65 now um but again those you know mo- most expenses will stick with you right you know if, if you have a couple that has housing expenses and and uh you know and utilities and all that good stuff a lot of that does stick around um as far as expense goes so um even if you even if you both don't make it to 95 a lot of your expenses will if you're running a joint plan with a spouse all right uh, let's see here. What, what, uh, let's go through quickly. Uh, Joe and Jane are going to have a $750,000 house. They have, they have no mortgage. Uh, they were able to pay that off. Uh, they have a couple of retirement plans. Uh, they, they were each able to save a million dollars in their retirement plans. And what I'm going to use is, let's see, I'm going to use a 5% rate of return. Do you want to use a five? 
for for their entire lives, or do you want to be even more conservative like that? You you want to use a you want to use a four percent in retirement? Um, let, oh, let's use let's use five, if that's okay. Okay. All right. So we can that's, see. I think that is conservative. I, I understand. Well, Whatever. it depends on their portfolio. Again, this depends on it, their portfolio. It, right? it does, folks. It does indeed. Yeah. Uh, my assumption is they have a sixty percent stock and a forty percent bond portfolio with my five. All right. Well, I'm going to use. May, you know, I'm going to start with four and four. Uh huh. Okay. Well, but don't 4%. don't ask if you're not going to list to me, Justin. That's Just right. put it in there. Okay? I do, do I do do that to, to Suzanne every once in a while too, and she says, <laughs> "Why did you ask me?" Yeah. I was just maybe I'm just making conversation. So yeah. again, I, I put this in as five, but let's let's run the conservative estimate anyway. Let's say let's say we have a planner who's being particularly uh, conservative. So we'll give them four percent rates of return, which is a fairly conservative estimate. We hope. Um, and uh, you know, again, they each have a million bucks in their four hundred one k's. We're not going to save. Yeah, and ahead. folks, folks, we're, we're just making up these numbers. You yeah. know, don't get hung up with how much money they have or don't have or what their income is. Okay, it's just math. Okay, just understand the process and what we're going through. And I'm sure you're, ma you're imagining your own numbers. But, you know, it's just math, folks. We had to start someplace for an example. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, so, um, let's, let's go to cash flow. We had them making uh, $100,000 per year, uh, each of them, although they are going to, you know, they are, you know, being 63 and 64 with a 65 retirement, they're fairly close to retirement. So we're not going to focus much on the pre-retirement side of this equation. Yep. And again, as I mentioned, I did mention earlier in the show, uh, our lifestyle expense uh, was $10,000 a month. Again, we're, we're, we're just going to use a flat lifestyle expense, uh, lifestyle expense for now. Um, and that'll be our baseline. Although, you know, one of the things that we do certainly want to talk about and spend a little time on is, is kind of the, the reality of lifestyle expenses and the fact that they, they do generally drop for retirees, at least in real terms, uh, not necessarily uh, you know, you, you, the, the actual, the actual, your actual spending dollars are, you know, are almost certainly going to go up over a course of a retirement, but your real spending as in, you know, um, purchasing power spending is, you know, usually does trend down as you get older and, you know, you travel less and you go to fewer restaurants and you just sort of generally do less stuff. Uh, but I do want to spend some time on that later, but, you know, for now we're going to get a baseline. They're going to, you know, they're going to live a nice lifestyle on a $10,000 per month budget. Yeah, folks, in the real world, uh, we'd probably spend an entire hour or two planning meeting just breaking apart all our expenses and making sure that we all agree. So we're just doing a big number here to keep it simple. But literally, expenses are a huge part of a retirement plan, and we want to get them as specific as we can. Yep. Okay. Uh all right. So I think that's, you know, because, because this is such a short, I'm glad we actually flew through that for once. Um, there really isn't a lot going on inside of this plan, right? You know, we, we just use, you know, a very, very simple set of inputs. And, you know, what I'm going to do is, I think- You're going to live in the house forever, Justin, basically? That, yep. that We're not going to downsize- uh, although, you know, I actually don't, I don't know, I don't know of any research that suggests that most people do or do not downsize. So I don't have any data specific. Yeah. To that. We're just going to keep it simple to demonstrate the, the, how the needle moves when you change a variable, basically. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's, you know, let, let's get our baseline, right? So what we do is, you know, I'm going to run our Monte Carlo scenario analysis. Maybe I'll just run, well, let's, they do take a while. I'm only going to run a hundred projections. Come on, Monty. 
All right. <laughs> we do have to sit and wait. We need uh, to know this. As we need the numbers to know are crunched. Okay. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think this is going to show terrific odds, right? And we can talk maybe briefly about whether or not what we think about these odds. But okay, uh, one hundred and twenty grand is a is a decent amount of spending. Oh, you know what? Did I, did I do our social security? Yeah. So our odds of success. Wow. They're exactly 50%. Wow. Did right, you so plan that Justin? Or I what, didn't. Huh? No, I didn't. Okay. okay. So Joe and Jane, they don't like that. They, they first run through the tulips here and they got a 50, 50 chance of living happily ever after. So what are we going to do? Yep. All right. So let's go. Well, well, just, just first briefly, you know, the, the reason that it looks like that is because they have to start grabbing a fairly substantial chunk of money from their retirement plans, right? They're, they're, they're all, they're all IRAs and 401ks. And so in order to get themselves $120,000, they're going to have to take out a bunch of money from that nest egg, right? You can't, you don't just get to, you know, if you need 120 to live on, uh, but it's all taxable. And, you and how much is social security in this example? Well, Total right. between the two. It. I skipped it. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Uh, yeah, we just did a we estimated their benefits. So at retirement, yeah. Uh, let's see. Joe has about twenty five fifty, and Jane yeah. has about the same twenty five forty. So about five thousand a month. So so sixty thousand a year yep. comes from Social Security, and yep. they need if they need one hundred and twenty, they got to go get another fifty five. No, no, uh, seventy five basically, right from uh, from their retirement portfolio. Yep. That's okay. right. Yeah. And I can, you know, let, let me just, because, because we spend so much time on this, I might as well get those exact dollar figures. Yeah. And while you're doing that, let me do my little control versus can't control variables here. Okay. Yeah. Fo folks, th this is very important. Okay. And, and I'm just going to touch on it and we'll probably come back to this a few times, but okay. All, the things that go into a retirement plan, some of the things you can control and some of the things you can't control, you probably can't control when you're going to die, you probably can't control inflation. You probably can't control, okay, uh, how, you know, let's say inflation uh, and your investment returns. So those are some examples of things that you can't control or change, okay? By the way, you can control how long you choose to work. You can control whether you choose to work a little bit part-time in retirement. You can control shrinking your expenses if you have to do to make that work, okay? So the, the very short story is that, believe it or not, the good news is that the things that you can control are often more important in the equation than the things that you can't. And we, we'll probably see that a few times here. So, so you know, if, if you're going to, if, if what's there, what are we going to do first, Justin, the result here? Uh, well, we, what are we going to change first, you mean? Well, we don't like 50%. So, right, yeah. We, yeah, sure. so by the way, do we, well, let's try to do this painlessly. So yep. let's assume inflation is going to be 2%. As opposed to three, is that okay? Or sure. Is that what you had? Yeah, we, we okay. can change that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, th that doesn't harm their retirement. We don't know if this is going to work or not. Yeah. But let's just see how that works. And, yeah. and let me let me just you know briefly explain how, why we why we got here, right? So even when they retire, even though they have a you know a fairly healthy Social Security payment coming in, uh, they still need to grab eighty thousand dollars per year from their retirement plans in order to make their lives work, right? And, you know, it, these numbers, I, I, I didn't choose these on purpose, but they, they you know, they, they're working out pretty well for the radio. Yeah, okay. $1,000 is just about 4% of their $2 million nest egg. And uh, we, we also just happened to give them a 4% rate of return, right? So what, what's happening in their plan is essentially they're eating 
all of their earnings, right? You know, their, their average annual earnings are being eaten by their, um, by their distributions. And then when you factor in inflation, which we, you know, obviously we have inflation on their spending, they have to take a little bit more each year. And so, which is why, you know, in, in above average years in above average scenarios, right. Where they get better than average returns or, or good returns earlier in their retirement, you know, those are going to be successful. Uh, and in where scenarios that, that, you know, that, they don't do as well or lower than average or, or, or uh, scenarios where they get, you know, below average returns early in retirement, those are going to be their failures. So I, I swear I didn't plan this, but it just so happened to work out that about 50% okay. of each one. Uh, so let's assume that, that, okay. So the first thing is, well, let's see what happens if inflation's 2% versus three. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's, so let's see how much that, that moves the needle. Okay. Right, and, and, and while you're doing that folks, remember if this goes from 50 to 85%, are you going to sleep any better? Well, maybe, but remember, you you don't get to control that. Inflation may be 5%. You, 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 you don't know, but let's just kind of see how that looks. Get an idea. All right. Let's run that as a baseline again. We're going to run 100 different scenarios. Yep. I am working at home here. So, hey, Charlotte, can you close that door, please? <laughs> my microphone is plugged in and attached to my head, so I can't quite make it over to the door. All right. All right. Monty, so got- Monty has come in with a, a decision here. Okay. Wow. Look at that. Awesome. I'm, 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 I'm surprised that it, uh, that it moved the needle this much. Right, so okay. all, all we did was we moved inflation from 3 to 2%, and uh, our success rate went up by – a whopping 23%. So they made it all the way from 50% to 73% just on the heels of that one inflation number switching over. Yeah. And, and maybe they say, that's good. We'll take our chances. Or maybe they say, I'll be Joe. I still don't like that. And I can't control inflation. Let's go back and make it three. Um, I can control how much we spend. Uh, how about we shrink our expenses by how much are they taking a month? How much were their expenses? Yeah. Well, well let's, let's, let's deal with it. Yeah, what do you want to do next? I, I don't want to, I don't want to play the let's, let's reduce our spending game, but you know, I, I want to stick to the stuff that we, you know, maybe where, okay. where we are being, you know, may, maybe they, what they say to the planner is, Hey, you know what? I, I don't think what, I don't think you have this right. Mr. Uh, Mr. Financial planner, you are, you're assuming that our spending is going to continue to increase based, you know, every year, but you know, that's from what I know, that's not the reality of the situation. And I, and I think, you know, in that case, they're generally right. Right. I mean, if you take yep. a look at real spending and you'll have to pardon me while I, while I leaf through a bunch of uh, paperwork here, when you look at actual real spending in retirement, it does drop, and I have a few different charts here. So I'm going to go through. Uh, let's see. This one is yeah. So this was was a J.P. Morgan 2015 <laughs> study, and it just did. This was this was affluent households, uh, which I don't know if I have a definition on here, but you know this is affluent household spending by age, right? So okay. the age 49, the 45 to 49 bracket is uh, spends 116 thousand dollars per year. So you know as a you know, in in the Massachusetts area, maybe that's not particularly affluent, but but as far as a national average, it is. So that's spending of one sixteen, which obviously you'd have to make more than that in order to spend it. Um, if you take a look at the you know spending around retirement for this age group is about ninety three thousand dollars per year, right? So the the age sixty to sixty four spending is nine you know is just we'll call it ninety four grand per year, and then. JP Morgan has charted out the spending by age on, you know, in, in five year increments. 
And even as you get to age 65 to 69, you've dropped by about $10,000. So you're, you know, you've gone from 93, you know, 94 to 84, just in that five year period before, you know, from 65 to 69, you drop further, say age 70 to 74, you're down to about 76,000. And then from 75 to 79, you're down to 71,000, then 65. And then only at 85 plus do you start to trend back up in terms of in terms of real spending, right? This is an inflation adjusted spending. This is just, you know, sort of a point yeah. in time. So you were going to do that in the plan? You're going to knock this down a little yeah. bit? What are you going to do? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean so, so I guess, the, you know, the reality is, and, and, you know, the way it's explained, you know, by most planners is, you know, generally earlier in retirement, you get sort of, you get a, a spending spike, right? Usually those those first couple of years, generally you go above trend with regard to spending. And that's just because you've been putting off trips or, you know, hey, we're retired. Let's, you know, we finally want to go to Europe and, you know, we want to you know spend a month on the French Riviera or whatever you want to do. So spending sort of trends up very early and then it starts really slowing down, right? You know, you, you hit your kind of your mid seventies and it's, you know, it's just harder to travel uh, for most folks. Again, we're generalizing. Uh, and so you spend less money and, and then, you know, it, it sort of continues to trend down until you get into, you know, large healthcare spending amounts, which, which tend to tick up uh, toward the end of the life, right. Toward that, uh, you know, 85 plus range. So, all right. So I'm getting excited. So what are you going to put <laughs> yeah. in there, Justin? Come on now. All what right. I know. I know. I'm, I'm uh, I, what I'm going to put in here is instead of, oh, I guess, you know, well, we, we really sort of already did that. Uh, we we used a two percent. You know what? I'm sorry. No, on the, we're gonna we're gonna our cash flow spending. Well, we're gonna get a very similar return. What I can do on our cash flow is so we're back to three percent, basically inflation, right? Oh, you're gonna stay with the two. What are you what are you doing here? Yeah. Well, if I because we only have one input for spending, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a simplification, right? So I can do. Let's say we you know instead of uh, instead of regular inflation, we do our inflation minus 2%, right? So we're only doing 1% inflation, right? Uh, because yep. we're going to be slowing down. Uh, really, this isn't going to change much from this our, is on, This is on their expenses you're talking about. So you, on their expenses. You're, you're ramping their expenses down somewhat to try to reflect what's probably reality. That's right. So, that so you know, Still in real terms, yeah. you know, you know, even if your expenses are 1% per year, in real terms, you are going to be spending more and more money each year. And, and you know, most retirees will sort of will, 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 will feel that, obviously. And people always feel like they're spending more, more and more money every year. But if you're if you're not if your spending is not keeping up with inflation, then you're then you're officially spending less in real terms. So in this case, I'll run it. What might be I don't know how extreme an example this is. I mean, a two percent below inflation spending is, you know, might be a little bit on the extreme side, but again, we're just, we're just doing this for, for example's sake. And believe it or not, you get all the way up to a 100% success rate by just cranking down the inflation on your spending from, you know, from 3% to 1%. Okay. That's, right. high. So That's high, isn't it? It's, so it moves. In, well, inflation creeps up yeah. and it's it's cumulative. If you have 1% inflation for 10 years, you're down 10 plus compounding, basically. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's cumulative. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I can, right. why don't I, I just let me look at that year end. I'll, I'll, I'll run a quick report and just show it. Uh, show you what the kind of end of life spending is. Remember, so it was 10 grand a year to start. 
And in yep. this case, by death, you know, you're only up to one hundred and sixty four thousand dollars. Right? So you didn't even double your spending over a twenty five yeah. year. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Over a thirty five year period. Yeah. OK. Right? Okay. Um, so that one, if, if you're, if you're, if you're spending really does and keep up with inflation and yeah. it's particularly yeah. slow, you get a yeah. huge difference in your, okay. uh, in your results. So let me get back and change that. Hey, what do you have for time here? Okay. I have about 21, we got about six or seven minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to run over and let a dog out. So I'll be, <laughs> Is that what that I'll, was? I'll be those... right back my son. Okay. Are those poochie bells? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So while, you know, while he's letting the dog back, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back and redo our inflation number. And just so we can go in and we're going to change some, uh, some other inputs. So, all right. So next time around, what we're going to change is let's see, let's, let's move our life expectancy and uh, we'll see what that does, right? So our, our original life expectancy that we used inside of the plan was a 95 year life expectancy, right? So we, we, you know, we're retiring at 65, we're gonna run a 30 year retirement. I think what we should do next is run an actual retirement plan to life expectancies, right? So remember our, our baseline plan was about a 50% success rate. Right. So, uh, so we're back to what now? So we're going to start with what? 50% success rate. What's inflation? Uh, 3%. Back 3%. to 3% inflation. Okay. Yeah. And then we kept everything else the same. I, I moved back my inflation on our spending. The base yep. inflation rate is also 3%. And remember our, our baseline plan, it, it looked lousy because we had relatively yeah. high rates of, uh, of inflation. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we still have our low, uh, our low rate of return in there. Cause we'll call these folks conservative. Yep. Um, but instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Joe die at his life expectancy, right? So, Joe, okay. we're only going to have him live to 83. And Jane. Oh, she's being in great. She'll be in great shape then. We'll give her 86. <laughs> it's 85 and a half, I think, is yeah. what was the official one. But uh, we're going to give her age 86. And again, from our base of, of, of 50%, I'll run a quick... I run a quick Monte Carlo here. And my guess is that this is going to change things substantially. Yeah. yeah. So we were conservative in their age and wrong in yep. this example. Okay. And it gave them 50%. Okay. If they're, if they die, if they die on time, financially speaking, okay. <laughs> yes. Theoretically, the odds are going higher here. Correct. Or what? All right. That's oh. right. Well, theoretically, let's, let's hope we got, we hope we got all this right. Monty's in here. What'd you say? Yeah. So look at that 75%. Yeah. Okay. So you get, so again, I mean, and it, it, I don't, maybe we should take some time to just explain, you know, the difference between 75% and 50%, you know, it, it can be a fairly, it's a, it's a pretty substantial difference, right? I, I don't know how everyone views it, but um, you know, that you have to make a fairly substantial change to your lifestyle to, to up your Monte Carlo rates by, you know, by, <laughs> by 25 percentage points. Right. So that's a, that's a, a very large change. And again, it's, it's, all based on the fact that they, you know, they're planning for, uh, for in this case, it's it's nine years less of retirement, right? Jane Jane died at, you know, was going to die at 80, uh, 95 and now she's all the way down uh, to eighty six. That's nine less years that they're going to rely on that investment portfolio. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. What are you going to do next? All right. Let's do. Well, let me put that back. I think we should go back to our baseline just so we can have the same base for everything else. So let me, let me, 
let me uh, put them back up to age 95. We just gave them some extra years yeah. of life. All right, let's do, ready to do rates of return. Um, either that or expand. Yeah, let's do rates of return. But, but let's let's do let's do what they can control. Let's make let, let's say they don't like the 50 percent and they want to spend uh, 9,500 dollars a month, not 10,000. Okay. We'll, we'll see if that moves the needle much, or you want to make it 9,000. I don't know uh, if 95 is going to move it much. So we'll yeah, give, all right. Let's give them 9,000. I'll run that quickly. Yeah. So by the way, that's $12,000 reduced expenses, but that 12 was, what was the total expense just? One, 120, right? Yeah, it was 10 grand a month, and yeah, now so, we're down to nine grand a month. So yeah, yeah so, it's a t so it's a 10% shavings, okay, in their expenses, okay? Folks, we're just doing some math to show you what that means and how you feel about it. Whole other story here. But chances are they're going to be more than 50%. They can, remember, they can control this. They can drop their expenses down to nine yep. if they want to. Okay, where'd they go? Well, that's also 75%. There you go. that. Okay. These numbers are these numbers are especially round. It's almost right. like I swear, yeah. I swear we're not making these up. All right, so let's <laughs> let's let's pretend that Joe says I'm okay with the nine thousand, but I'd like to have a higher number than seventy five. Yeah. How about we bump up the return now and see if we can get there? All right. Half on their own and half with a wish. Okay. Okay. Well, let me get. Uh, all right. So you want to stick with our nine thousand? Okay. Well, on. what do you want to do? You, have you got some planned scenarios? I don't want to interfere. I just want. I want to keep a baseline for everyone, so we can. So we can. Okay. Kind of keep it. keep in mind how uh, how, how each one change. of the factors change. So. Got it. Okay. All right. Let me do. All right. We're going to do our rate of return because I think this one is. So we're going back to our baseline. With back 50, to our baseline. With fifty percent shot, and we're going to go from four to five on the return. You got it. Okay. All right. Give me a time check, cause I my I didn't I didn't hit my uh, my timer. We got about a minute and a half. Uh oh. Well, let's see if we can do it. No, twenty it was a twenty four minutes. Oh, I think we're almost over. Oh my gosh, Justin. Uh huh. Let's see here. Yep, I think we should probably end and come back here. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, we will be right back. And we are back. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara, and we are doing our final installment of our planning through the ages series. And we're doing our age 65 year old plan here and uh, focusing on some of the assumptions that we make that us planners may, you know, maybe are a little bit conservative on. And uh, we just really want to talk you all through what the assumptions that you make, you know, how the assumptions that you make affect your success odds and uh, just want to make sure that everyone's on the same page and uh, make sure that you have the information to be able to maybe, maybe advocate for yourself in a meeting where you think that, uh, that you know, maybe, maybe a planner's talking you into being a little bit too conservative. I don't, I, I don't know that we have that problem with our clients specifically, but uh, I think all planners, you know, based on the industry and what we do for folks tend to like to err on the side of caution. Um, but uh, I just want to go through and discuss what the, you know, what that means uh, as far as real retirement outcomes here. So yeah, don't um, let us push you around folks. It's, it's right. your life. These have to be assumptions you're comfortable with. All right. Uh, okay. So what we were going to do, the next step that we were going to make is actually get into rates of return, right? So, you know, we, you know, our, our baseline scenario had inflation of 3% and we had a, a relatively paltry rate of return of, of 4%. And, you know, we had a 50% 
success rate based on our 4% rate of return. And now I want to bump that up a bit and we'll, I'm probably going to run multiple different scenarios here, but we'll go up to a 5% rate of return. We'll, we'll instead, you know, we'll assume that they're going to use a balanced portfolio yeah. as opposed to maybe a more conservative strategy. As uh, far as we're concerned, folks, you just went from 40% stocks to 60% stocks. Right. Yep. And, and yeah, and, and then which, which again, these are just, those are just our assumptions, right? We don't actually know what, you know, what a 60, 40 portfolio is going to earn. Uh, we use what we think is a relatively conservative assumption for a five, you know, for, for a 60, 40 portfolio. Um, oh, look at that. We didn't. So look, so our portfolio result came out sub 50%. Okay. 9%, which was exactly the same as our 4% rate of return. Actually, you know what? Did I not change, Jane? Hang on a minute. Or do we just have more bad scenarios and uh, the odds went down? You know what? I didn't change Jane. I only changed Joe. I, Joe went up in risk, but not Jane. Let's, oh, see, if, okay. let's see if Jane gets us any, uh, any oh, more juice. Come here. on, Jane. I hope you're comfortable with although this. It did, although cow. it did go down, right? So yeah, it went yeah, down from our baseline yeah. of 50. We, we're going to explain that in a minute, maybe. Okay, hang on. Yep. Or try to. Okay. <laughs> let's check with Monty. And I, I, I would say that it's not all that, you know, it's not all that uncommon for uh okay so we got up to eight, we got up to a, a success rate of 58%. So it it did increase um our rate of return uh our success rate up to 58%. Again our baseline was 50 and under this rate of return scenario uh we're at a 58% success rate. So an extra Yeah, but that's that's not much though, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it may not be enough, but it's it's certainly helpful. I mean, I, I you know, and we should be clear, you know, we'll regularly run scenarios, and it 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 obviously depends on what else is going on in the client's life, right? What Social Security is when they retire, what pensions might be, where where odds don't materially change based on uh, based on changes to investment portfolios, right? When you know, you know. In this case, we're going to be changing assumptions just to see what the differences are. But you know, when when we're working with clients and we change a rate of return assumption, it's because we say, "All right, well, what if what if can we be even more conservative and still maintain a you know a, a high enough success rate to where we're all comfortable?" And you know, we'll regularly run scenarios where the the difference between you know you know a balanced portfolio and maybe a conservative balanced portfolio is relatively immaterial. So it's again not all that uncommon for us in. This this particular scenario where they are relying exclusively on the portfolio for income um, and there's, you know, well, that in social security, there's no, you know, there's no pensions. It certainly does help them uh, to get some more return out of this. Yeah. So, so, so folks, sometimes we see scenarios where you go up in return and the odds go down. And, and the reason for that is that when Monte Carlo was looking at those bad returns and the sequence of events, sometimes you have more bad scenarios with a higher return, which allows them to go down. And then Justin's point a, a, a bit ago was, was perfectly, if, if we run a 5% return for somebody uh, and it's 100% Monte Carlo, we might say, well, you know, if you'd like, we can get a little less, uh, a little more conservative and you don't have to take quite as much risk. And if you can still live happily ever after earning only four, you know, how would you feel about that sort of a thing? So these are just things we, we talk about and ultimately come up with something, I guess. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, you know, I do want to spend some time 
right? You know, what if we we could be meeting with the client and the client could, you know, maybe they take a look at the long-term rates of return on stocks and bonds and say, you know, the client says, hey, you know what? Uh, I just did some research and it looks like a balanced portfolio to me should earn 8% per year uh, because, well, if you take out, you know, if you take a 10% stock market return and a 5% bond market return and mix them and mix and match them the way we're going to, you know, we should be around eight. And so what we're going to do is I think this time, well, I, I think eight is maybe a little bit high, but even if we did a 7% return, which again is, is theoretically possible for a balanced portfolio, right? It would be within the historical, uh, it would be in the, you know, the, the range of historical possible averages. And, uh, you know, I don't think most planners at this point would, would plan on it. But it's yeah, we, we would in our planning notes and summary would say that those were the assumptions provided by our clients, not by us. We, <laughs> right. we, we want to yeah. be careful about that sometimes. If you know. Although, okay. it, you know, to, to be clear, you know, as as our industry, as the planning industry has, um, you know, has developed. I mean, if we if we were ta- if we were having this conversation 15 years ago, the the software default probably would have been the historical number, and it probably yeah. would have been something like seven or eight percent. I mean, that yeah. yep. when they first came out, you know, one of our, we, we would have to customize plans because the, you know, the software sales folks would say, Hey, you know what, all you got to do is put in your investment portfolio and the software calculates the rate of return for you. Right. And so we would put in our 60 forties and the calculator would run and, you know, it'd take all the historical data from the U S stock market returns and say, Hey, great. You know, your projected rate of return is, you know, 7.52% per year on your balance portfolio. And, you know, we had to sort of say, Hey, that's, that's pretty aggressive. Um, But, you know, things have, things have obviously, uh, changed since then but it's not not too long ago that that actually was the case and a lot of plans were run uh, based on those numbers yeah but but i'm going to come back to the what you can control or what you can't control you know so far if, if you earn one more percentage point you gain on your return you gained you went eight percentage points up on your monte carlo yep. however if you reduced your expenses by 10 percent, you went 25 points up you know how do you how, yeah. mr and mrs client how, what are you comfortable with you know sort of a thing okay you know some people might be comfortable being on the brave side and we're fine with that that's that's not our life given the circumstances so it's really really a you know there's a whole lot of discussions that go on about how people feel about these things and how we feel about them too so yep yep okay what else you want to do here okay all right well i think oh data window let's see what do we get for a rate of return okay so if i put in a seven percent rate of return which again historically justifiable probably not you know uh, you know reasonable based on projections uh, you're all the way up to a 90 percent return right so if yeah. you're if your actual rates of return look like they have you know look like sort of the the, the united states historical averages uh, you know everything is hunky-dory for for mr and mrs 65 here because what they thought you know what what their planner told them was maybe a uh, was maybe a 50 50 shot if they get those real historical averages they're more they're closer to 90 10. Um, which again, it's a, it's a pretty big change, right? Yeah, and, and that's interesting because you know, in our sixty percent stock, forty percent bond portfolio, we have an estimated target range of between five and seven. Yeah, you know, so do you, do you want to go with the low side? Do you want to go with the high side? Do you want to go in the middle? You yep. know, sort of a thing. Uh, and, and by the way, Justin, you've been probably doing some uh, client updates lately, but you know, with with if we look back about five years right now, and I'm not sure about ten. 
but a 60-40 portfolio is about six. So, you know, so, so we, we, you know, folks, we don't know the future, okay? Uh, you know, we can put numbers up there that you're comfortable with. We'll tell you if we think you're crazy or not, sort of a thing. But, you know, yeah. this is just kind of a, a give and take to, to get someplace. And, and probably the very, very important thing is, you know, every once in a while you need to update and revisit this, this thing about how things are going and what's going on, sort of a thing. So, yep. you, you're right. The whole point is, if you're too concerned, conservative, you could have had more fun in your life. And if you're too aggressive, you might run out of money a whole lot sooner than you planned on. And, you know, where's the middle of the road? Nobody knows. But if you keep on guessing and you keep on revisiting it as you go, at least you you got some thoughts about that. And and again, the you know, if you can guarantee you can guarantee you can cut your expenses by 10%. You can control that. You can't guarantee that you're going to get 7%, you know, right. versus five sort of a thing. So, you know, where are your comfort levels? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. yeah. You know, I think the last thing I'd like to do, and it may take me a bit to, um, you know, it may take me a bit to get through all the data changes, you know, is let's, let's just say, let's use a, you know, kind of a more real life, right? If, if, if I go through and I, and I sort of take out the conservative assumption on everything, right. And, you know, I, I just want to try to illustrate what, you know, what the potential difference is. Yeah. Um, you know, let's just say, so I'm going to just run through the member on, on inflation. We had uh, 3%. I'm going to, I'm going to run that at two and a half percent. Right. Okay. So I, mean, I think two and a half might be a better guess okay. at inflation because more recent history, you know, even the long-term history uh, is closer to two and a half than it is to three. And certainly the, the, the shorter term history is closer to two and a half uh, to three either. At three as well. Um, If I go through my assumptions, my milestones, again, I'm not, I I won't go all the way to life expectancy, but let's just say, let's just say Joe's going to live to 85 and Jane's, you know, instead of living, instead of 95 here, let's say Joe and Jane are going to live, uh, you know, Joe will be 85 and Jane will be 88, right? That's still, both of those still on the high side of averages and, and maybe more realistic than age 90 or, or and, and certainly probably more realistic than 95 and 95 as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we're just going to go through and across the board, we're going to, we're going to remove the assumptions um, that are on the conservative side and uh, we'll do that one by one. So they're still, st- they're still spending the 10,000. Still spending right. the ten thousand. All right. Did you want them to earn five of their money versus four or five? So we're we're comfortable with five get, on the low side, are we, or not? We, we are, are, but yeah. But but again, I think you know, if you if you asked us to be honest, I think we probably would give you a number closer to six, right? I mean, if you yeah, you know, okay, we, we obviously yeah, yep. we're we're upfront about hey, we're gonna plan on this, and it's gonna be on the conservative side, and so I you know I think if we had to guess, I think probably we you know especially over a thirty year time frame. Yeah. I think we would be probably closer to the 6%, uh, but, you know, just out of prudence, we don't. Sure. Do that, so. High, low, high, low, medium, right? Let's yeah. go medium. Sure. Okay. All right. So let's go. We'll just even a little bit more juice. So those are three little, turns. three little tweaks here yep. so that, we, that we didn't jump off any cliffs to make, basically. Yeah. Right. All right. Anything else you're going to do? You're feeling comfortable here. I think I, I think that's it. I don't actually you're think feeling good. Yeah, we don't have that many inputs, so it doesn't take us that long to get through them. Uh, oh, yeah, and expenses. Yeah, two and a half percent expenses. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm even going to take our lifestyle expenses a crank below. Make it take it five hundred dollars a month down. Make it knock them down six grand. How about that? No, I'm going to do. A, I'm going to nope. do less less point 
Oh, okay. Oh, you're going to shrink the, the curve there a little I'm going to shrink their too. actual expenses. Okay. Uh, so it slows down, right? So realistically, they're going to they're going to spend a little bit less in real terms. You know, okay. they're still going to have inflation, but it's not going to keep up with with sort of core inflation. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be down to two percent. Yep. And I think that's it. So I'm going to run a Monte Carlo. I'm going to All run. Right. Remember. Yeah, so, so the, the point is three or four little adjustments that might be realistic anyway are probably better than one big one someplace, you know? Right, right. Okay. And again, I'm not, you know, to be clear, we're not suggesting that that you that anyone runs plan based on these assumptions necessarily. What, what, what I'm trying to illustrate is, you know, the difference between different types of assumptions, right? So if you make all those changes that we talked, which again I think are oh, are maybe reasonable, reasonable. and realistic, reasonable yeah. and realistic. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So even with reasonable and realistic changes, we went from results at 50% success rate all the way up to 97. Which I mean, I mean, if you think about it, is is a is a pretty spectacularly large change, and all we did was we you know we we went from conservative to you know I, I don't even think I would call those aggressive necessarily right they're they're sort of they're conservative to maybe you know in the ballpark of of average, and what you do is you know the the difference in the meeting that you would have with the client was hey you know this doesn't look very good fifty fifty or is not great odds I'm not sure you're going to want to pull the trigger on this retirement thing to hey ninety seven percent that's great it's it's hard to do much better than that uh, and uh, you know let's 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 get you out of here and and you know be on your merry way happy retirement right I mean th those are that's a those are substantially different numbers from a planning perspective. Yeah, t tweaking it a little bit, but not getting extreme in any one big way. Yeah, yeah. we're okay. So, so by the way, can, just can on, we let me, take... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What we, we I, was, I was going to say, just to try to draw the equivalence back, I was actually going to start to crank up expenses and just to, you know, to, to put, okay. try to put dollars go. on it. Go for right. it. Um, so let's just say, let's bump up expenses by 250, 2,500 bucks a month. And see if that makes bite, it. Bite from ten thousand to twelve five. Ooh, yeah. So that you know, this that's is... thirty thousand dollars a year. What are they going to give? They give that to the kids or something, Jeff? Or what? Huh? <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's a that's a so so increase expenses by thirty grand. Oh, these guys are going to zero. No question about it. Let's see how it goes here. All right, come on. I'm going to guess we're back to fifty. Hang on. Well, I mean, I think that's that's the sort of the point I was trying to yeah. make. Yeah. Is that. You know what? What? What are? What are conservative assumptions costing you? Look yeah. at that. We're still at. We're still north. We're still almost at 68 percent. So still, yeah. Yeah. still. I mean, those aren't great. Those aren't great odds if you're if you're about to retire. Uh, but you know, so far the cost of those changes. I'm gonna let's see if we can run it. I'm sure 14 grand, an extra four grand a month is probably gonna put us into negative territory. Yeah. But uh, uh, the, but the point is that people can see the effects of these things. Right. In, in, in a retirement scenario. And it just kind of gives them a feel for what they might be comfortable with and might, you know, be okay with, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. And can we, uh, can we also get below the Monte Carlo number and talk about the assets left there just to make a point at some point for you? That'd be okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. You want, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So 14,000 a month did bring us down below our, our 50% baseline. We were down to 41%. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, the, the, the point was, and I think what I was, the whole point of the show was, you know, in this case, conservative assumptions, again, might have cost you. I mean, we, we, we can talk about, um, 
you know, if, if you don't die on time, then you sort of have an issue with, with, with any retirement plan, right? Even if you plan to 95 and you live to 105, you still have the same issue. Um, but in this case, what may have been overly conservative assumptions, you know, may have cost the client spending of, you know, of, you know, thirty to forty thousand dollars per year. I mean, if, and if you think about what you could do with thirty or forty grand, yep. if your nest egg, you know, we're talking about you know folks with a nest egg of a couple million dollars here, which you know maybe on the high side of average, but um, you can you can run that as a percentage. Like that's two percent of their assets potentially that they could have spent in a, you know that that maybe their planner said you know suggest, suggested that they ought not spend right i mean that's a, you know yep. even if you had a million dollars an extra 2 grand uh is is 20,000 dollars a year and you know you can do even after taxes you can do a lot more with with uh you know with, with 20 grand a year right and that's a, that's a that's a trip to europe or or you know a, a you know a big gift to kids there's there's a lot you could do with that extra money and so we're just trying to hammer home is uh, you know there is a cost to being concerned conservative and you know you just want to make sure that you're not being overly conservative because it certainly can affect your lifestyle right i mean that's a that's a that's a big change these folks lifestyle is is changed by you know maybe maybe 25 30% just based on making some conservative assumptions yeah i mean it's interesting you could walk into three planners offices yep. conservative middle of the road and aggressive and get a 50 or 75 and 100 to pay, you know oh, go with the one with the highest number you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah. how do you want this to come out, Mr. Client? We can be very, I'm being facetious folks, but you know, it, it, it's, it's a process. And the more that you know about how things affect the decisions you make financially, the better off you're going to be. Justin, can we go below that line for a minute? Or do you have some other things you want to do here? No, I think I, I just about, look at this. I, for once I ran out of material before we ran out of show. So we well, we've only up. got about six minutes left anyway. So we're in good shape here. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so, so I'll run that Monte Carlo. So, so and when you tell us the percentage, just refresh me with, with the assumptions that we make before we go, go below that line, okay? You're making me do this all off the top of my head. So, right, this was okay. Uh, 2% inflation, a 6% return, and living to 88 and 85. Okay. Oh, right. no, wait, what did I do here? Oh, and yeah, and we spent, this was the, uh, this was the aggressive spending goal where we spent uh, – 14 grand a month. Yeah. Do you want to go back to our baseline? Yeah, get back to the 10. Okay, j j just change that one thing. All right. Okay, and then and then uh, I want to, people want to know, well, how much is left for my kids? Yep. You know, sort of a thing. So that's where we're going to go right now. Yeah, I should have mentioned that along the way too. Hey, it's okay, Josh. That's why two of us do it, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, Monty's running here. I think, yeah, we're, we're just about, again, if you have any questions on this or anything else, uh, you can shoot us an email. We're pre-recording today, but questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com is the email. Again, that's questions yeah. at McNamaraOnMoney.com. Yeah. All right. Just, so we got about five minutes left, and I think I have it right this time, Justin. So we'll be five, right, you know. let's okay. hope so. All right. So our, we had our great, uh, our great, uh, percentages here. This time it ran at 99 because again these are randomized, so 97 okay. 99 is not uh, is not. Um, so we got a great score here. Is what we have, score. right? Okay. All right. So go below that line and explain those numbers that nobody can see because they're on the radio. Okay. Start, <laughs> uh, in, the, start in the middle, by yeah. the way. That's probably the easiest way. So to the do. the you know the, in your average market scenario, the one that is sort of the median that was right in the middle. Um, Joe and Jane here died with uh, $3.4 million. 
Okay. So, so some of that was the house and some of that was their money, basically. Yeah. They had yep. the house that was worth seven fifty that's been inflating. And then uh, you know, they they had their nest egg. So they were they were actually able to look yeah, they they were able to grow their <laughs> nest egg over the over the average retirement. Again, in, in this very good scenario, they actually grew their nest egg, right? Because they started off with two million in, in accounts and they ended yep. with uh, in, in a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar home and they ended with three point four million again in that median scenario, right? in the middle and okay. uh you know they had you know it, when markets were good right the 90th percentile um the the uh which was you know at, at the very top they ended with 5.1 million dollars that's good market scenarios where yep. things went well specifically probably early in retirement and they uh, were able to grow their wealth even though they continued to take more and more out every year um even in the 10th percentile which again was a success right so like the 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 10th, you know, in the worst 10%, uh, worst 10th percentile of, of market returns for them, uh, they still did have some money left. It wasn't a whole heck of a lot right there had, you know, a total of $2 million and a bunch of that would have been their house. So yeah. uh, they were sort of, they were on the way down in that particular uh, scenario. Yeah. But Justin, they, three minutes, very quickly, make their expenses 12. Okay. And so uh, we get a different percentage and show what happens to the assets. That's all. Right. all right. Okay. We should be able to do that with the, the time we have here. If, so. you're, if, you're, if you're good, my son, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll have to talk to the people who run, our, who run the servers over at Navaplan. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, there you go. Um, all right. All that right. is so, running. Yeah. So, so that we're going from a 97% spending 10 grand a month to a lower percentage spending 12. What do we got? Yeah. So it's 77%. 77. Okay. Yep. Now give them the numbers. Yeah, so the 90th percentile, I'm sorry, the, the median there here is now $2.4 million, which obviously is down, right? Because yep. um, they spent more money, but they still, you know, they, they, their, their real nominal wealth did, did, uh, did dip, right? They started with 2.75 million yep. and they ended with 2.386. Uh, and after inflation, that'll be an actually even smaller number. Um, but uh, the 90th percentile in good markets, they were still able to have some appreciation, right? In good markets, uh, they ended with $4.5 million and, and they, uh, they were able to grow their wealth continuously there. And, and, some, and some people are all over the map. Some people say, hey, I want to spend the rest and spend more. I don't care about my kids. And other people would say, I'd like to make it bigger because I do care about my kids sort of a thing. So these the, just pieces of information people use to make decisions, my son, that's all. Just, yep. we got about a minute and 30 seconds. You want to do the grand? summary here yeah I, th I think you know I, I think the summary is that every person you know and, and I know I know that people rely on planners for a lot of this stuff right you know m most most folks that we meet will just you know they don't have an input necessarily on inflation uh, but for everything where you you know wh where you do have some control and when you can at least do some thinking and make projections you want to spend some time thinking about that right you know this is probably most specific to expenses right where you might say well you know you know what are what are my realistically, what are my expenses, right? You know, we, we can give you all the average numbers that you'd like, but uh, when it comes to retirement, you know, the only retirement that you're planning for is your own. And so you would have the best insight on whether or not your expenses are likely to change, right? You know, are, are you going to be average where you spend less and less money uh, over the course of a retirement or, or do you have different plans? Maybe you want to spend more and more time overseas, right? Not everyone is average, which is why, you know, you just want to make sure that you, you spend the time 
time and do the work up front. And that way, when you're sitting with a planner to run your projections, you're getting you know the, the best possible output for you, right? Everyone, you're, you're always going to make mistakes. No, you know, no plan is perfect. That's why you keep doing it over and over. Uh, but you want to make sure, oops, that's the timer. You want to make sure that you're getting the best result for you. All right. I think that's it. I'll wrap it up. All righty. I think you're, you're silent, so I think that's a yes. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.